Hello, you guys, and welcome to the second episode of Double Minds here with Kayla and Caitlin. So we are here on a Monday night. Monday night after work. Eight, seven o'clock. It's great. Trying to put out our second episode. We're very excited about this one because, honestly, we're, I don't know, we just really enjoy doing it's our such, podcast. It's such a good topic, though, too, and it just really stems off kind of our last podcast. So we think you guys are really going to enjoy the content associated with this one. That's a good point. So if you haven't listened to that first episode, go ahead and give that a listen before this one because I think this one really builds off that last one, like Kayla was saying. Otherwise, sit tight because we have a lot of great information coming at you guys tonight. So firstly, what do we want to get into right away? We want to... We're kind of going to go over some of our main topics. And tonight, we're really going to cover barriers. We're going to kind of cover just the neuroscience behind how your brain reacts to being in stressful situations and why you can't get over them. And then just the habits that make your lifestyle. Correct. Yep. So barriers, I think we kind of want to start with what are barriers. And barriers are basically... A resistance um, that's a psychological reaction to change. So it's kind of your self-protection mechanism where you oppose change and you struggle against it basically because it's uncomfortable or it's new to you. Even if we are highly motivated, we fight the change of us at a psychological level just because it is something we are in a position where it is different to us and we feel stressed. So when our body feels stressed inside our mind is kind of saying okay like we're not liking this situation so let's change it and most big changes are going to be stressful you're never going to find a change that isn't going to have some barriers to it whether that be mentally or physically physical barriers there's always going to be something that's kind of going to oppose you when you're going to try and make a change that's a great point and a lot of people think of bears right away as like when you're doing a workout it's hard to push past the barrier of how hard it is and to keep going. But already in our life, we've already had the barrier of trying to start or quit a job. And the barrier there comes from just feeling new in a new job, like like you don't know what's going on. The stress is there, like Caitlin was saying, because you're starting something new, you're putting yourself out there, and even quitting that job, having to go up and tell your boss, hey, listen, I'm sorry, I'm done. You're stressed out because you're like, okay, what's my next step? Where am I going from here? What are people going to think of me now that I'm not, no longer going to be working here? So as we begin to talk about barriers, we thought it'd be cool to go through some barriers that we struggle with on a daily basis and then talk about how we can overcome those barriers. So one barrier that I think that I struggle with currently is the barrier of when I go into my workout I have a hard time staying focused on that workout. I have a hard time pushing through that workout. There's many a times where I'm doing my workout or I just started it and I start thinking to myself, just it's hard, I'm tired, I really don't feel like doing 10 more squats or doing 30, 30 jump squats, whatever it might be. I have a hard time doing what was planned out. And I think me and you were we were talking about it, and part of that is not having the mindset, right? Not having the mindset, and I feel like it's really easy for people to just get sidetracked when you don't go in with a clear-headed mind on what you plan on doing. So when you go in, into a workout, or honestly, this goes with any type of habit or goal that you're trying to incorporate into your life or change, when you go into something, we believe that you need to have a very clear idea in mind of how you're going to execute that and what is going to go on with doing that. So in the workout situation, I was talking with Kayla and I said, you know, I was kind of feeling that way for the last couple of weeks. It's kind of a little bit of a funk, but 
I've really started just kind of visualizing my workout when I go into it. I stop and I say, I kind of think to myself, all right, what do I want my workout to look like? Am I going to be pushing some PRs today? Am I going to be pushing through some of that pain when it's like really hard? I'm like, ah, oh, I just can't do it anymore. Like how, like what's my intensity going to be like? So you're saying kind of like setting an expectation for yourself before you go is going to help you push through a barrier. Like, okay, I've already talked to myself. I already know that I expect myself to finish this workout. I expect myself to hit this PR today. So that's how I'm going to push through. Definitely setting an expectation for what you want out of your workout. Because if you go in with the expectation that it's just going to be whatever, you're going to work out and you'll see how it goes. I mean, you're pretty much being open for the opportunity for maybe things to come up for you to fuck it's been over an hour i think i'm done because i have other shit to do or it's cold out here i'm tired i'm not in the mood you're giving yourself the opportunity to have those excuses come in i really agree with that i think that when you say you're not when you don't already set your goal or your vision for how something's gonna go even when you go into a job interview if you don't set the vision like i'm gonna rock this shit out the park i'm gonna do so good at talking to these people i'm gonna let them know like i really deserve this job you're not even giving yourself your full potential of a chance you know you're cutting yourself short just by not envisioning what it should be And this really goes into, like we just kind of previously mentioned and touched on, is when you're setting those New Year's resolutions, those goals, those habits, do you ever think it's going to be sustainable if you don't have a plan of attack, if you don't have envisioned how you're going to do it? If you can't tell yourself and you can explain in your mind how you plan on doing it, how is it even going to happen? You don't seem to have a plan. You don't... Exactly. I mean, honestly, it's really just that one thought. You think, okay, I want to start running a mile every day and stuff but you're not how yeah how are you going to do that what like what time are you going to do it when are you going to be able to get that in like what steps are you going to implement every day what's your going to be your routine to get up to doing that especially if you start at nothing it's even harder to go from something that you've never done into a complete 180 change so i think that these barriers are definitely things that you can get over but you You need to recognize that. You need to recognize that this is a barrier that when you go and you try and eat healthy, you are swayed by that candy bar, whatever. Or when you are trying to push through that workout, you you tell yourself it's too hard. You need to recognize it, identify it, and then you need to go ahead and envision the next time around how you're going to get through that, how you're going to push through that barrier. Starting out envisioning is a great step, but moving forward, you can add in more steps that are really going to help you push past these barriers. The next one to help you reduce barriers is to reduce barriers in general. So if you, like Kayla kind of mentioned, if you're going to do a workout at 7 a.m. in the morning, well, what the fuck do you need to do to be able to do a workout at 7 in the morning? Like, being able to... The alarm. (laughs) So if you have a hard time getting up for your alarm, make sure you're putting that phone across the bedroom. I know everybody talks about it, but do you do it? Like, I know there's a lot of times that I want to get up early, but I don't do the necessary steps to reduce those barriers to ensure that I am, in, am able to. So that's the next step. Reduce those barriers. Find ways that you are failing and figure out a solution to fix that. All right, guys. So this kind of takes us into our neurological side of things and really how the brain reacts to these different types of situations you can find yourself in when you're trying to make a change. So the prefrontal cortex is the front of our brain that lights up when we are experiencing something new, different, or unusual, something that is not part of our daily routine. This part of our brain processes ideas 
and basically it's perceptions, all that kind of stuff, and it's best known for the executive function, right? So the executive function takes part in planning, uh, decision-making, self-control, and it kind of acts along with all long-term goals in mind. And the prefrontal cortex, what's amazing about this is when you're doing your daily routine activities that you do every day, your prefrontal cortex is not going to be involved because it's not something that needs its energy. It's not something new that your prefrontal cortex really needs to help you make decisions on. It's something that you do every day, so it's just kind of part of your daily habits, right? All in all, the prefrontal cortex is just a really big part in when it comes to making new habits or new things in life, like doing something different that you're not used to. Yeah, like you said, when when it comes to pushing past things like those barriers that we're talking about, you're really having to think about it. Yep, and you're really having to constantly think about it, even. You're constantly having to try and do something to make it stick, to make it to succeed in it, just in general. People in general who kind of suffer from damaged prefrontal cortex, they often display, like, different difference in perception of things. So they have a hard time with those executive functions, which were planning and perception. It was... um ideas, all those kind of things, decision-making, they have a hard time with those kind of things if they have a damaged prefrontal cortex. So there's a quick little story that kind of goes along with the prefrontal lobe that a lot of people have heard before. But there's a guy named Phineas Gage. He was a railroad foreman in the late 1800s. And long story short, he had a long metal rod shoved through his skull, which damaged his prefrontal cortex and his frontal lobe, and basically impaired his um, main de- functions of decision making, all those types of things that kind of go with it, which just kind of goes to show how important it is for your prefrontal cortex to be a part of when you when you had those changes, making different changes, decision making, the planning part of it, all those types of things. And when you lose that function, change becomes very hard. All right, that's enough of that. We're gonna move right into three habits or three barriers of the hardest to change. And some of these might be surprising to you, some may not be. One of the first ones is habits linked to times of stress. So this is one that is hardest to change because whenever the brain thinks you are under any kind of threat, it activates the fight or flight response. So if you've ever heard of this, it's basically a response to the body that reacts to stress and it makes you basically wants to get you out of that situation, right? Because you're uncomfortable. Some examples of this are working out, that new job we talked about, moving someplace different. These are all going to put your body under stress and it's going to make you feel uncomfortable because it is a big change and it is new to you. The second habit that's going to be hard as a change is habits linked to chemical changes in the brain. So this would be the part of the habit that is the addictions that you have. So to alcohol, to substances, cigarettes, all that kind of stuff. All that's going to be something that your brain is addicted to, your body is addicted to, so it's something that is going to be a hard one to change. And like we said, those are also habits that you're still receiving that dopamine, that feel-good hormone from... From doing those different pastimes. And something that some people don't think about is those nicotine companies, they're doing everything they can to actually... to help you be addicted to that it's not even just a product it's how they package your stuff it's how they what it sounds like to smoke your cigarette what it's what it looks like all those things the are whole be, marketing yeah, the yeah. Whole, all that is going to be a part of the dopamine effect the lastly habit number three is going to be the habit that you don't really feel motivated to change so this is a habit that you think you ought to do something or you should do it 
but there's not really a reason behind or you're not really excited to engage in changing it. There's just no push, you're saying? Like, there's no push to change this about yourself? Yeah, it's basically like you aren't starting with any emotional resource to make you feel like you should battle against that resistance. There's nothing that's making you, yeah, you want to do it in general. So that's going to be the last habit that's going to be hardest to change. And I think for that habit, you really do need to figure out the reason for why you want to change something. If you don't feel like you have a reason behind or want to change something, I don't think you're going anywhere. So is this habit you're saying basically the path of least resistance? And that is why this is like you want to change it. You want to make that change. But honestly, in your head, it's just too hard for you. So you well, it's, can... it's not even that, though. That's the ones for, like, number one. But this one is the one that you don't even feel like you want to do. It's like, for example, you're overweight, you're 300 pounds. You know being overweight is bad for you, so you know you should change that. But mm-hmm. there's, no, there's no part of you that really cares to go through that work of having to make that change. So you're saying you don't even want to change. So you know, you, you you just know that you probably should, and so but maybe it's not going to happen for you. So maybe you might hop on the treadmill for one day, but there's nothing pushing you to keep working at that goal because it's it's not that important. So I think all these habits, at least one of these three main hardest habits to change that we already have, are habits that we all, at some point, can relate to that we have in our life currently. And it may not be the addiction, and it may not be that we're overweight and we don't want to change it. Maybe we do want to change it, but it definitely could be the the first one, where habits are linked to times of stress, which would be, again, sorry, again, which would be linked to changing the job, starting working out, starting eating healthier, starting moving states, maybe, or participating in a new sport you know nothing about. Those are all things I think everybody can relate to at some point in their life. Most definitely. Maybe it's not going to be that chemical one. It's not going to be something that you're not motivated, but yes. And just a little side note for you guys. New behaviors are rarely as motivating as existing ones, right? So you know that change will require more time and energy, as well as put more stress on your body, which is going to make you uncomfortable. And it's going to make it harder to implement that new behavior. But if it's something that you really want and you know it's important to you, make those steps to do it. Make the... make less beers for you to be able to succeed in this. Don't let different things like that keep you down if that's something you really want to change in your life. Alright guys, we just had a little metaphor to really kind of help you understand. Imagine that you're in a field full of crops. These crops are tall and in the middle of the crops there's a path. This path exists because you've walked it over and over again, trampling the crops, grinding them down so you have a clear walkway through these crops, right? Now you decide to take a new route. You set off face first into the tall crops. It is freaking hard. Maybe you give up as resistance from the crops are so strong and you head back to the old path. Maybe you struggle through it all the while noticing how much more effort this routine takes than going that nice easy path that you had trampled down. Maybe you even freaking make it to the other side. And then if you look back while making it to the other side, you see that your path is there. But it's barely there. And then you notice a path that is completely easy going all the way through. Now you come around for the second time to take this path. It's going to be there, but barely. You're not going to be able to see it as easy as a path that's all trampled down. So it's still going to be creating work for you to try and go and follow this path that you went through once already. Every time we try to change a habit, we come up against resistance because the prefrontal cortex requires more energy, right? 
more energy to make that change. So this is the same way as coming through that path. Every time you come and you have a choice to make a change, that path is going to be hard. And it's going to be hard the second time around, and it's going to be hard the third time around. And you're always going to have that nice, easy path or old habit tricking you and daunting you to, hey, come back, come back. This is an easy way. So you have to make that choice, right? You have to make the decision to keep plowing through that old path or the new path excuse me, to keep plowing through that new path and to actually try and make a path out of it. Because if you're not going to keep going down that new path, you're just going to revert to the old one. Nothing's going to change. You're not going to have another path to follow. I really agree with that because it's just, it's crazy in your habit. You're always going to be begging your your brain, I guess. They're going to tell you, go back to doing the bare minimum. Go back to what is the smoothest way to go. But if you want that habit, if you want that lifestyle, that long term, you're gonna need to carve a new path. You're, you're going, gonna need. You're going. You're gonna. I want to say gonna. You're gonna need to carve that new path. You're gonna need to keep going how you want to go, and you're going to need to quiet that part of your brain that is telling you to go back, that is telling you to take the easy it way. It is full of shit. Yes, full of shit. So you had this path that you went on one time. How do you stay on this path? Yes, how do you not go back to the old, nice path? Do not be aware. If you do not want to go back to another path, one, you need to be aware of what things are going through your head, right? You need to be aware that the stress that you're putting on your body is only for a little bit because once you make this into a habit, once it becomes easy, it's not going to be something you're going to have to think about. Once you have that path, it will be the same as the other path, just as easy to go down. Wait, wait, Caleb. What is that percentage of habits that you... Oh my gosh, yes. I listen to this other podcast because I love listening to podcasts. And she said on that podcast that out of the day, 43% of our daily activities are habits. So brushing your teeth, teeth, drying off after you get out of the shower, putting a lotion on your body, waking Mm -hmm. up, drinking coffee, habit. And all of these things are things that your brain does not need to think about at all. It just happens. You don't have to push through a barrier. You don't have to convince yourself to do it because it has been happening so many times in your daily life. You just want to do it. Honestly, how fucking cool would it be to have your your goals right now be turned into habits and be something that you do without thinking? How awesome would it be that you just know every day that you work out at 7 a.m.? How awesome would it be that you just know... You really just eat whole foods and that's just, you know, it makes your body feel good. So that's what you do. By turning these things into habits and by really being dedicated to the success of it, it could be that easy for you eventually. It's not going to be right now, but it's going to be worth your while to keep in it. And we talked about this before. This isn't just a goal. It's not like I want to eat healthy. You know, that's my goal. No, this is this is a lifestyle change. This is something that you want to incorporate for the rest of your life. And you don't want to have to work as hard to incorporate it for the rest of your life. You want it to be easy, something you don't think about. It just happens, right? And that is a big difference between goals. Is Goals is something that is eventually going to expire, right? You're giving yourself a set time. You're giving yourself, yourself a date. You're giving yourself an end result, that's your goal. But if you're making a habit, that's something you want to include in that lifestyle. It's something that you don't have end time for. You just know that that's who you want to be. So it's really important to really be able to distinguish the two different ones. I think there's a lot of people who make body goals and different goals like that. And I think instead they should be incorporating habits into their life. 
So right now, I am challenging you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, to go ahead and write down three habits, three lifestyle changes that you want to make this year that are going to lead into the rest of your life, okay? And those could be waking up at a certain time, so you... Simple ones, like they can be very simple. simple, yeah, like you said. But I'm just going to give you some examples really quick. It could be waking up at an earlier time. It could be doing the workout every day or at least four times a week, okay? These are habits that you're going to want to keep for the rest of your life because you always want to be healthy, right? You don't want to pay a shit ton of money for, for freaking... Liposuction or something? Liposuction, medical bills later on in life when you get all this stupid shit like heart attacks and... High blood pressure, all those diseases. Cancer, all that terrible stuff, okay? So take care of yourself right now. Make these habits, make these lifestyle changes, write it down, and then write down at least four steps on how you're going to get there, how you're going to make this an everyday thing, and really work at it. Really challenge your front frontal cortex to make this something that you do every day until it becomes that habit. It is very important for you guys to realize that in order to be successful for these habits, there's a few ways to implement them. One, sometimes it's very easy to implement a new habit if you associate it with a habit that you already do that's concrete. So if I associate, if I want to implement working out every day in the morning, I'm going to associate that with my coffee time. So every morning I have my coffee, and now my new habit is I'm going to pair right after my coffee is going to be going right into my workout. So I begin associating habits with habits that are already concrete. This will really help me implement something in a more stable environment because I already have a habit that I do every day that's a habit I don't think about, and this is going to help me begin to not think about this new habit. It's just going to go right into the next one. And lastly, all these habits, all these expectations, these lifestyle changes, the cool thing about them is that once you do this, once you start doing this, it's your new standard. It's a new, like the lowest you can go. So I don't, I brush my teeth every single day. If I don't brush my teeth, I'm upset about it because it's my standard for living. It's what I do every single day, morning, night, and sometimes the middle of the day after I eat dinner or something. Anyways, so it's just like pushing through those barriers. Instead of having that barrier there anymore, you now have a new standard for yourself because you've pushed through that barrier so many times that you've now created a habit and you have now decided that this is my lowest standard. I'm working out at least four times a week. That's my that's my minimum. That is who you are now. It becomes who you are, which is the most exciting freaking thing about having these new habits is changing who you are, changing the person you are. Because going, yeah, like I just I love the fact that we're always able to put ourselves in, I don't know, put ourselves, push ourselves, I guess, further than what we think we can. Yeah, because guys, you're not ever gonna freaking grow if you can't put in the work and the mindset to make a change into something. Just to finish up the podcast today, we just want to give a few examples of some habits we've incorporated into our own lives. One of the ones that I love the most right now is that every morning when I wake up, I make myself drink a cup of water. And normally my go-to was always the coffee. It's not like I'm so excited for it every morning still, but I make myself have that cup of water because Sometimes after that cup of water, I'm just not in the mood for the coffee. It also really wakes me up. I feel really regenerate, like energized. I feel kind of ready for my day. So it's it's been a really great start for me, along with the fact that I am terrible at getting water in. So it's really helped me with that. Do you have any other habits you want to say? And I would say the second habit that I've really loved that I've incorporated now into my routine is I set a timer every morning for 20 minutes 
if you know me, you know that I actually love cleaning. I love it. I can sit there and clean, wash dishes. Okay, except for laundry. Fucking hate laundry. You hate folding the laundry. I hate folding the laundry. But I could sit there and wash dishes and clean the floor and wash the windows. It just makes me feel so, so happy. Anyways, I'm kind of rambling. But I set a timer for 20 minutes, and that is the only cleaning I get to do in the day. So it's kind of a race against the time. I work my ass off. I try and get as much done in that 20 minutes. And when the clock is up, then I move on to the next things I need to do for the day. So the habits that I have incorporated into my life already. So the first one that I do is in the morning, I've... I have a very hard time waking up at the time I say I'm going to. So instead of giving myself a concrete time to wake up by, like wake up at 6 a.m., I give myself a time that is like a non-negotiable time for me. Like I cannot be up later than 7. This is the last time that I can say snooze on this alarm. The second habit that I feel like I've already already incorporated into my life is trying to at least get four workouts in a week. Five is like the... The one I really want to shoot for before is like the minimum that I'm doing. And lastly, a habit I really want to incorporate into my life more is walking my dog once a day. Because I really think that not only do I want a healthy and active lifestyle, but I want my dog to have the same. Alright guys, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening. For sticking with us the whole time. We love sharing this kind of stuff with you. It's been amazing and to really just dive into some of our... Can't believe we're already the second episode. Almost second episode. But some of you enjoyed it. It's awesome to dive in to topics that we really enjoy and really resonate with ourselves. And it's even better to get it to share with you guys. So thank you again very much. We hope you guys have a great night since it is now 7.30, almost 8 o'clock. And we hope you are excited for episode 3. It's going to be all about healthy eating, meal planning, all that great kind of stuff. So we're excited for that. Can't wait to share that with you guys next week. Yeah, so stay tuned for our next episode, number three, coming out in seven days. And we'll see you guys later.